Coming up on the Star Wars Report, podcast theft on the set of The Mandalorian, as well as new details about the Falcon ride at Galaxy's Edge. We talk about this and much more on this week's episode of the Star Wars Report podcast. The fusion of fandom and the force. This is the Star Wars Report podcast. podcast. Well, hey, howdy, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm your host, Riley Bland. So glad you joined us. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as you deem appropriate based upon the time you're listening to the program here. It is the Star Wars Report podcast, a weekly show about all things in that galaxy far, far away. Let's bring them in. Uh, producer of the fine program, co-host extraordinaire, and um, stranger of the last like two months to me anyway. Let's bring that. <laughs> it's Bruce Gibson. That sounded aggressive. I didn't mean that. In, like like we hate each we, other we now. We just don't talk anymore. We, should, <laughs> we don't talk well, we anymore. Kinda, we, yeah. we needed a break. We did you know? right. Some, as long as it's not you, it's me is involved or yeah. opposite of that. Right. It's definitely him. <laughs> uh, I texted you at one point and you were like, "Oh no, you texted me." That's an, which is unusual for you, Bruce. You're not really oh, missing you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> reaching out. <laughs> you know, but that's good concerned. communication skills there. You reached out and you're like, dude, haven't talked to you in forever. And yeah, it's been a hot second. And it takes the podcast as an excuse. <laughs> you're like, yep. Yeah, well. <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> so you see what I did there, huh? No, I said I miss you too with three O's and a smiley face and a heart emoji. No, I didn't. Um <laughs> I don't remember you saying anything, honestly. I don't. I don't remember what I said. Hey, you responded, but this is getting awkward. Hey, Mark Herleman's also joining us. (laughs) What's up? Mark is my new best friend. This is true. I'm here. I'm I'm gonna go to Lucasfilm with Bruce someday. Yay! Yeah, that was yeah. Listen, Bruce, as someone who said had, I've had a fraught. troubled unhealthy relationship with bruce so i should warn you mark that when you're with him he'll make promises that he's not going to keep so i don't want to get your own thumbs up. no 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 See, that's a dad thing that's a dad no, thing no, no. yeah we, we altered the promises i promised mark he would get a new microphone he has a new microphone mm. i promise i will take him into lucasfilm i only break promises to you riley that's the only reason i do that too because you don't talk to me enough <laughs> This is this is the most confrontational opening of the podcast ever. It's like, I you love you, but there's a wall. It's called the internet. That's I'm on one side of it. You're on the other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know where to go from here. We're going into the news. We have something to report. Yeah. Data have the news. Data brought to us by the Boston spies. We can send a clear transmission. Listen. All right. Let's talk Galaxy's Edge. Well, because that's what happens here is that um, it's been really Galaxy's Edge heavy on any of the recent episodes I've been on. It, it's con- There's constantly updates happening. Um, this week, there's a, there's a Facebook group um, that um, they shared this really interesting potential setup for the ride, complete with some diagrams on what um, our best guess could be for how the Falcon uh, ride is going to load and unload riders while maintaining that all-important illusion that there's only one Millennium Falcon, which when we all know there's multiple pods. 
Because like right? it was with Star Tours, it works because you know there's a bunch of shuttles, so they don't have yeah. to disguise it. But there's only one freaking Millennium Falcon, so it's going to be a little bit interesting to see how they go about this. Um, in fact, uh, we'll have a um, picture in the in our show notes for episode 354. Yeah, 354 of the Star Wars Report uh, on on StarWarsReport.com, so you can reference what we're looking at here. But it's a really interesting uh, diagram here. Uh, <laughs> I would try yeah, to, Bruce, why don't you take a stab at this? Like, what are you, what are you seeing here as far as the way they're going to try to do this load in and load out? So they, you come up the ramp of the Falcon, you walk around the Falcon, and then you head to the cockpit. But then once you get in the cockpit, you don't know it, but it looks like it's going to rotate and a new cockpit connects to the Falcon. So the new group that's coming through gets into a different cockpit and then it rotates around. So, you know, yep. it's like, a feat of engineering. It's kind yeah. of like on on a cassette tape, right? The prongs on yeah. the inside as you rotate. Like yes. if you were to wind, if it came un, unwound, you'd wind it back. Man, I'm old for knowing that reference. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> well, and this has been around since 2005 when this diagram first launched. It was on one of the forums and stuff. And Wait, we were 2005? talking about five. No, 2015. Oh, I was gonna uh, say. But, but the thing about this is, once you're and we're in just the pod, now covering it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's been hidden all this time. But once you're in the pod and the pod starts moving, that's when it makes the most sense. Because I was like, well, when you're in it and it's moving, aren't you going to know? Well, yeah, because once you're in it and you're moving, you're actually flying the Millennium Falcon at this mm. point. So you being moved in that circle would be masked by the obvious movements of, of the, ship itself. the gimbal that you're in. Yeah, because the ship's moving. So, you know, when you're banking to the left or to the right, you're feeling it move to the port side and all that. So you don't realize that you're moving around. And when you get back out, the way they show it, you're coming down the same ramp and right back out what was the entrance. But there's no line now because you're in a different building, even though it looks like it's still the same part. That's interesting, but what yeah. also makes me stop and wonder, though, if the park itself has the Millennium Falcon Park there, how is that going to incorporate with this ride and with Which they that? will, but it won't be at this ride itself. That's a really good question. I don't know if they'll go that far for the immersion, although I wouldn't be surprised it is Disney. Um, of being like, no, there can't be a Millennium Falcon because the ride's over on the other side of the park, and that's the Millennium Falcon. But I see what you're saying. Well, what they could do is, like, say, so say you're at the Millennium Falcon, right? Mm. The, the the location. You're talking to Chewie. But me and Bruce, we like went over do. to the ride, mm. right? So we're, like, getting in the hangar and everything. And, like, oh, look, Chewie's flying the Falcon in kind of thing. Oh, look, Chewie's going inside to talk to Leia. Hey, Bruce, let's go inside and steal the Falcon real quick. Like, maybe it's something like that. <laughs> eh, something like that. The other thing about the diagram is it shows sort of, like, it's, it's, um, the crews of six, you got the pilot and co-pilot and then like engineers and then gunners um, in, in, the, in the sets of six that, to participate. So you like there, there are three different roles you can play in this ride. So you've got to at least do it three times, right? Which I think is pretty cool. And uh, for those teams of six, they, um, they have a holding area three holding areas within the ship itself. One's, well, one's right at the bottom of the entrance ramp. One looks like the cape closet slash bunk. <laughs> And then the others right in the sort of the, in the main, what do you call it? Uh, living area lounge where the, yeah, the chess table is. And it's where uh, Han Solo's like, kid, I've flown from one end of this universe to the other and I haven't seen anything. You know, that, 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 that area. Um, so and so it's a really smart idea because if this was like this, this is that 
moment to build some camaraderie with your five other dudes. Because like if you have a group of six, it's perfect. But if you have a group of three and then there are three other people, the fact that they have you holding at three different spots in the Falcon while you wait in your team before you get on the ride, you have that moment of social interaction instead of just being like, say, uh, Guardians Breakout or Haunted, uh, not Haunted Mansion, but um, Tower of Terror, where it's just like a big one single file and everyone just kind of files in and it's all strangers. Um, so it's that moment to sort of have some of the team building elements of the ride. Well, isn't that team building aspect, that's the part that they're still working on, right? Because originally they did say it was going to be a team of six, but then they also said, well, that could cause some issues for people's overall experience if, say, you're a person of one and you get put with a group of four other people that don't know what they're doing. So, I mean, we still don't know so exactly. Made, well, and we know that that original, they've changed it from the original where it was too complicated and they've simplified yeah. it a bit. So it's like you can't, like, completely crash and ruin the ride experience. Um, I wish they would do that, but also it's like, do you, do you, does Disney want Lego Star Wars gameplay or do they want Call of Duty gameplay? And you want right. Lego Star Wars, you want family-friendly, easy gameplay with a ride like this. Well, uh, when you talk about going and, and having people you know, going into the quad turrets and stuff like that would be an awesome ride in and of itself. And you wouldn't necessarily have to be in this ride to do that because the tower turrets are in the center of the ship. You're going up and down in that. You're not going to the cockpit to do that shooting. So like there's almost an opportunity for an alternate ride in the ride. Just doing that. Yeah. Kind of like the beam pod or the, the battle yeah. pod. Hmm. I could see that. That would be cool. Yeah. Are there different adventures you get to choose from too? Mm, or? Um, I think not at first from everything I've heard. It's a, it's a singular experience that ties into whatever mission or bounty you get put on you or mission that you can accept that's related to meeting with What's-His-Face over at the cantina. I don't remember all the names off the top of my head. But, um, well, it sounded like the bounty on your head is if you fail like if you fail. job. <laughs> so I think there's specific things in the park that missions and things that you can accomplish scavenger hunt type things that you'll unlock with this ride. But I think that will change over time where they can easily redo the ride and make it a different adventure and la- launch you into a different mission after the ride, which yeah. I, which makes perfect sense to me, especially if they want to update it. Well, I guess, I guess they're going to stay in the universe. I was going to say they could update it to do some specific film missions. Which would be cool, like fly fly the Falcon through the Battle of Crate or, you know, something like that. But I don't know. I guess they're going to try to stay in universe. What about staying in universe but bringing in a second ship? What about Hera's ship doing alternate missions on a different part of the place? I, I would take rejiggering the whole ride because the, all the queue line and stuff is the Falcon. So... Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, but what, to, if, what if you had the Falcon ride in one corner of the park, but you did another one? Oh, you're saying like, like yeah, like down the road, I they think do it's an extension just, and they do a different type of ride. I don't think they'll expand it. I, I mean, I just don't don't know that there's a track record of of Disney. I guess they do do expansions. They're working on that Marvel expansion right now, but I, I think they want everything fairly complete for a while when this opens. I don't think they're going to want to change. The hardest thing too is is that. While Hera's ship is awesome and the ghost is great, aside from Rogue One having a couple cameos yeah, and stuff, it's just not, limited to the TV show and a that, couple comics. So it's not as well known as the Falcon itself is. But maybe down the road we'll get a ship that's as exciting, and maybe they'll do something like that. Yeah. On this ride, what I, I really I, need is a, mm-hmm. I want a Wrath Tar to just like <laughs> just eat the cockpit when I'm in there. That, that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I want a salty old Harrison Ford there too. Mm. Yeah, that would be the ultimate experience. Is like 
I wonder how they, what the in-universe reason they'll have for you, a rando, being able to pilot the Falcon. That'd be interesting to see. Hmm. I almost almost wonder if it's like a, a tribute to the Heroes of the Rebellion and Chewie's there showing everyone Han Solo's ship kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like it's like he's what? Chewie's a glorified tour guide? <laughs> right? <laughs> and this is where he sat before he was, well, anyway, too soon, too soon. You're listening to the Star Wars Report. Mm-hmm. Why you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Who's dead? Uh, <laughs> who's scruffy? Looking? Who's scruffy looking? I don't know who's scruffy looking. I know who's dead. Uh, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Um. Yeah. So let's. Uh. There was a theft. Theft. I tell you. Dateline. Um. Grand. The the last big theft Grand story. Theft Mando. In the um. Nicely done, Mark. Uh, Star Wars community. It was Rancho Obi Wan. The uh, yeah, a, a, an Atlanta dude, a guy from Atlanta, who was like that siphon, was a ballsy one. Like, really, I mean, it was like to, that. That to story. Go any place that has that many cameras and pull something off like that, you got cojones the size of Death Stars. It was a full on, also like Ocean's Eleven style heist of siphoning <laughs> off things slowly, <laughs> hoping they would not be noticed. Um, yeah, but no, no. Uh, here. Theft on the set of uh, The Mandalorian, which has just gone into production recently. Mark, uh, what's going on here? So a police investigation has been launched into the theft on the set of the new Star Wars TV series, and Lucasfilm is scrambling to make sure no major secrets to the show have been compromised. Mm. Uh, Sources close to production tell The Blast all hell broke loose after a bunch of expensive equipment went missing on the set of Jon Favreau's The Mandalorian while shooting at the studio in uh, Manhattan Beach. Uh, They're told that the working theory is that the gear was stolen overnight while it was dark on the set. Uh, They're told that the buzz crew, that the equipment was stolen from the camera department and production is extremely worried that a memory card containing sensitive information may mm. have been jeopardized. Mm. Now, Mr. Lewis, we're talking about this before you got on for the uh, mm. Rogue Transmissions. Jeopardized. Like, like that almost sounds like the information on it might have been taken and that the disc itself was left and compromised in some form or fashion. Mm. Someone just a little uh, slipped that SD card right into their laptop real quick. Get some mm-hmm. of the temp footage. Copy. Mm-hmm. Is this like Fanboys 2? Right. <laughs> totally, totally could be. Man, interesting. I wonder if we'll have any leaks um, related to this. Because we, we still don't know anything about the Mandalorian, other than it's a gunslinger Mandalorian dude, and it's set after Return of the Jedi before mm-hmm. Force Awakens. Like Boba Fett's uh, gun from the holiday special shows up. There is little to any information. So the idea that a memory card with sensitive information on it might leak its way out somehow some way Mm. it's both exciting and scary (laughs) you know what i think is actually going to happen someone took equipment they want to sell the equipment they find a memory card and just toss it in the trash can (laughs) yeah like like, we don't need that yeah just sell the equipment we want to make money and then they find george lucas and they find that he stole the equipment when (laughs) (laughs) screw you guys you thought i was here to take it you thought I was here to take a picture. And they're like, right, George, gotcha. why don't you get a job? <laughs> George is like, I, I wanted a Mandalorian movie about Boba Fett. Uh, Boba Fett. Boba, Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Hey, I predict that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Filoni, as we know, is yep. directing the first episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, that George is something I forgot about. Nice. Set. Yeah. I bet George 
has a cameo like he's in the background or something as an extra in the yeah but you know he didn't go into he didn't do any makeup or anything they just put him in the background somewhere yeah he's just in the background (laughs) down or maybe they convinced him to dress up as a Mandalorian. <laughs> okay, that would be cool though to have like one cameo with a really cool bounty hunter, you know. And then all of a sudden he pulls his helmet off, and that's like the only time in the entire series his helmet's off, and it's George Lucas. And then the rest of the series, you're like, that's George's character, but they never show him with the helmet off again. Mm. <laughs> but it's like a plaid helmet. Uh, <laughs> yep, a plaid helmet. There's some fuzzy white beard poking out of the bottom. Like oh under the gosh. chin strap. Those Mandalorian helmets have chin straps, right? <laughs> I, I don't know. Probably not. Well, uh, they do now. <laughs> someone from the Mando merch. Do you know like, like how dark that place had to have been? You do know this about... In and out. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's true. Also, like, you know with... Um, we, the one thing we do know about the Mandalorian is like all the obnoxious takes on Boba Fett that happen on social media. Right? It's the, um, guys, I don't know... Aren't we done with Boba Fett already? Come on. Boba Fett's so overrated. <laughs> That's my... And then other fans are coming back. Well, we are now. Like, uh, the Boba Fett has been canceled because the Mandalorian is the new Boba Fett. It's the new Fetch. Um, actually, actually, yeah, no. <laughs> All the bad takes on... It It really cracks me up. going on about Boba Fett movies canceled. Mm. It's canceled. We're doing only the Mandalorian. Now it's like, the, the, Boba Fett was never officially announced. Like, no. They, Gave it the official crown of yep, that movie's coming. Yeah, it was he's waiting in the wings. It was like the it's like the Obi Wan movie that got pretty close to um, production, but they canceled. But it was never official type thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I mean, I mean, you could throw out a bunch of things. We're gonna get a Lando movie. We're gonna get a Leia movie. We're gonna. I mean, yeah. Well, and I, I mean, the Boba Fett and and and, and um, Obi Wan movies, both of those were had pretty solid sources on that. They were they had definitely started pre production on them. Um, before they kind of canned them, which is a shame. I'm much more sad, though, about the Obi-Wan movie than I am. <sighs> it makes me sad. Um, but hey, uh, <laughs> speaking of spinoff movies, before they started canning them all, uh, Rogue One, uh, the director of Rogue One's... I love how io9, uh, how Gizmodo, rather, um, uh, talks about this. <clears throat> Rogue One's mythic reshoots speaks out for the first time, which... I seem to have a vague memory. Bruce, didn't wasn't there a story like a few months ago about Tony Gilroy being in an interview talking about the reshoots? Yeah, I remember us talking about it. So I don't remember the details of it, but yeah, we talked something about that. Huh. Well, you know, you know, it's probably this one because this one came out in May. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, this is retro Star Wars report for you. <laughs> what the hell? How do you say that? How did this slip by us for so long? <laughs> I was going to say, Mark, how did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. It, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Remember that episode we did back in like May? <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in, by the way. I am not cutting any of this out. See, oh, this no, is I what happens, Bruce, like when it. I don't listen to the episode that I'm not <laughs> on. We've talked about, I was going to say, Mark, we've talked about this. Come on. We've talked about it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Two of you have. Well, we can sell it. I thought it was significant. It was wow. significant. That's why we talked about it on the show three months ago. Six months ago. Um, no. Actually, we can salvage some discussion out of this because what... Uh, so, The Mandalorian is becoming... Is taking the place sort of the in the stories that we're breaking this week is sort of like 
took is taking the it's the spiritual successor of the boba fett movie so uh, i guess now that we're getting that the only spinoffs quote-unquote that we know about are is ryan johnson's trilogy and the Benioff and Weiss tr- uh, trilogy or series, and I keep forgetting whether that's a trilogy or series or movie or TV show. Have they said? They never said it was a trilogy. They just said a series of movies. Okay, series yeah. of movies. Yeah. So I yeah. guess, and when you say series of movies, that doesn't sound like spinoff in the same way that we've had so far. And I think they're just going away from those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I think we're done with a Star Wars story. We yeah. only have two. Ooh. Maybe well, maybe they'll do another down the road, but I don't think there's any plans for a spinoff standalone mm. story. It sounds like it's all uh, story arcs. Yeah, no, that makes it's, sense. It's just better content wise. Like, not that the Star Wars stories haven't been good. Honestly, each one of them I've came into it with like I don't know if I need this. Wow, that was one of the best Star Wars movies I've seen in a while. Like. Even Solo, I came out of it like, it was good. I don't know if I'd say it's great. And then I watched it three or four more times. That's probably one of the best Star Wars movies mm. I've seen in a long while. Like, yeah. I, yeah. They definitely got that going for them, even though the title hasn't really worked. Like, yeah. even when they were going with anthology films, it was like, kind of like, well, what exactly is an anthology film? What separates this from the saga films? Hmm. And then on top of it all, why can't we get a commitment to a director all the way through it. See, like I didn't realize we were having these issues, but it does seem like it's been going back to day one. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Bruce spinoff movie. Which one would you, what, what, what spiritual successor series would you want to see in, in place of the seemingly disappearing spinoff movies? You mean like an, yeah. or a series like a, a movies? What type? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or, uh, since since a Star Wars story seems to be out, since the Star Wars story seems to be out on on the spot, I would say I'd want to see something that takes place between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens, somewhere in that time frame, mm-hmm. like The Mandalorian is now, which is cool, but somewhere a little closer to um, to The Force Awakens that maybe has something to do with the unknown regions. Mm, that'd be cool. Okay. Yeah. I could go for that. I, I'm for farther out both directions. Give me something that, like back in the old KOTOR era or something yes. in the legacy era. You know, 140 years in the future or 15,000 years in the past. Give me something that's so far removed that you can create a whole new Star Wars universe in that time frame and have it not impact anything else. Have it where you could have a story on Alderaan and have, like, say, mm. you know, a Sith temple on Alderaan and they release some kind of plague that wiped out all life on Alderaan for a good couple hundred years and then when the life came back you know we see the Alderaan that we get in the prequel trilogy or something like that was you know where you've got such a time frame that you could do almost anything and you have enough time that things could be reset by the time you get to that point in the actual trilogies that we're used to yeah hmm hmm, hmm. I'd, I'd give it. <clears throat> hmm hmm yes yes hey Mark Hamill has tweeted things. No. <laughs> but, but when Mark Hamill oh tweets, God. does that mean it's an official answer or yeah. is it just a fan theory? No, it's if, when he tweets, it's the official canon. See, because I've, I've mm. seen this True. tweet reported mm. both directions. Yeah, no, it's official. Officially our stance here. Yep, exactly. No, no, this is our, our stance here at the Star Wars Report podcast is everything that's said on Twitter by anyone affiliated with Lucasfilm <laughs> is gospel. And represents <laughs> the company's views on the world. That's a fact. 
All right. And that's that's why we were on the record page. Right. (laughs) That's why. Exactly. The truth has come out. (laughs) Um, So what killed Luke Skywalker? The force. That's right. The force killed Luke. You have to acknowledge the irony in his fate. Almost like an addict that kicked his habit cold turkey, remained clean for decades only to reuse just once and then tragically overdoses. Hashtag sad Skywalker, hashtag force fatality, hashtag Jedi junkie. <laughs> this makes a shock. Why? Think, Why? think about the Dark Forces game, right? And, and, and Kyle Katarn and his journey, right? There was a point in the games where he stepped away from being a Jedi, stepped away from being the force. And then I believe it was uh, Jedi Knight 1 or Jedi Knight 2 where he has to come back into the role and he has like lost all his force powers because he hasn't been using them. It was like, oh, wait, what? If you're not lifting out with the force, you lose your muscle mass? Apparently, that's the way it was back then in Legends. So having something like that be similar for Luke kind of makes sense. I just don't know that I would use the hashtag Jedi Junkie to describe the hero of my childhood by the actor who portrayed the hero of my childhood. I'm having a hard time with this, guys. I don't like I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I'm going to whine here for a second. Can I whine? Yes, I don't please. like it. Stop it. I don't like me no likey. The, um, the tweeting. The tweeting of people's tweeting. It, it ruins it. He's just like... I love it for the last Jedi, and I love Luke's sacrifice and what it means at the end. Um, and but so when when the actor himself is just like, yeah, you know, it's like he hadn't used cocaine for a while and then used it because man, that cocaine stuff's pretty powerful. And then he overdoses and he's dead. Hashtag Force Fatality. Hashtag Jedi Junkie. I just uh let other people tweet that stuff, not Mark Hamill. It makes me sad. Mark Hamill makes me sad. His whole like. The whole thing after The Last Jedi with Mark Hamill is just depressing to me because it was obvious that he never saw things the way Ryan Johnson did. Um, And so for anyone, including me, who kind of does see the hero in Luke come through in a different way than he would have before, sure. But, like, it makes me sad. (laughs) See, it's funny because like I think we're on the opposite sides of this. Like, I'm more in Hamill's camp. Like, Hamill's looking at it the way I was looking at it. Like, mm. this isn't my Luke. Like, I can get down with it. I can follow it. But fundamentally, I just there's something wrong with it for me. And so, like, like the way Hamill's coming across with it, like to me, that brings me a little more solace. Like, because I'm like, mm. man, Luke Skywalker should be like, you know, Mark, you don't need- But no, he's not. He's the chicken a, mm. chicken s. <laughs> Do we- it's like how I feel about Donald Trump. He's not the Donald Trump from 30 years ago. He's not my <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Did we just go there? Jeez. All right. Okay. Um, President Junkie. Uh, President Junkie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's great. <sighs> Guys. Uh, all right. Hang on. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. Uh, we're li- on that note, we're leaving that segment in the dust. This is the Star Wars Report Podcast. Boring conversation anyway. Mm-hmm. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. A big thanks to everyone supporting the program. You can uh, listen to Rogue Transmissions, our bonus podcast at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Worth a lot to me.
as you wish. All right, guys, it's time for Bubba's Bounty. It's that time of the week where we talk about uh, something we did, experienced, liked. Just something that's uh, getting our juices flowing for uh, the world to start. That sounded weird. Um, something that's uh, um, something that's uh, getting our goat. No, I can't. Something, that's, something that's firing up the Falcon. Thank you. Something that's firing up the Falcon um, in our Star Wars fandom this week. Man, also such good transitions, too, that happened in the segment to that. And then I ruined it. Uh, let's talk about it. Uh, hey, I'll go first this week. Um, I've completed my first Star Wars costume in my life. What? <laughs> Do tell. I just love the reaction. I wish if you guys could see, if you're listening to the audio podcast, I wish you could see the visual reaction of Mark and Bruce, just like eyes going wide. Um, yeah, I... Uh, well, I've had it for a while. The the replica Poe Dameron jacket that the good oh, folks. Right. And it's uh, yeah, very. Ex- I've been looking forward to these details, listeners. Mm-hmm. Like the second he said it, I called him out on Twitter. You mother. Yeah. No. <laughs> you got a Poe costume. Yeah. <laughs> so I I have it. It's it's the most expensive part of the costume. Is this really nice leather um, replica? But uh, I didn't have the rest of it. So I, I'm kind of an impulse because I'm going to this this big Halloween shindig tonight. Uh, this big party and um it's it's a it's it's a big it's a big deal it's a big fun gathering i've never done a halloween party before like really? i did like trunk or treats and stuff as a kid here and there right but not like as an adult but we never yeah we never did like halloween halloween that much growing up anyway and then certainly as an adult i've never done anything for halloween so i am i'm gonna get a turnt <laughs> as they say right turnt cool. is that what the kids say taken um, yeah, <laughs> my self-esteem, and I'm probably gonna leave it at the party. Okay. Hey! <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a good line. Sorry, I shouldn't compliment myself. Um, anyway, uh, so so, I, uh, but a lot of people are gonna be in costume, and I was like, I don't have a costume. So I, on impulse, I was like rolling through Walmart, getting my groceries like you do. I'm just like. And I'm just like pushing the buggy along, and I'm like, and I'm going through the men's clothing section. I look over, I was like, oh, oh, look. That's a kind of a, a brown collared shirt, like a tan shirt, but you know, no logos or pockets or anything. A little kind of wool material. It kind of looks like the um, shirt that uh, Poe wears. <laughs> and I was like, huh, huh, hmm. So I snatch it up and I'm like, well, all I need is cargo pants and like a belt. So I, like, I, I do the quick Pinterest reference, right? Pull up on Pinterest and look for cosplay <laughs> reference material. And I get a belt that's similar enough. And then I get the shirt and I get the cargo pants that are uh, all the shades are slightly off the right color, but they're close enough. And then I have my military boots anyway, so I can wear those. And so I will be force awakens uh, like early force awakens from the first act before he gives the jacket away. Um, Before he loses the jacket, I will be force awakens Poe Dameron um, for Halloween. Someone was like, well, you just, just get a different shirt and stuff and you could be Finn. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I don't think. Anyway, so uh, I'm Poe Dameron, is what I'm saying. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to it. I will be in costume tonight, and I will be. The, there will be festivities. There will be libations. There will be all kinds of great stuff. And I cannot wait. And it's legitimately my first time cosplaying, costuming nice. as, as a character from Star Wars. And it took me this long. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, that's good. Better late than never. Exactly. Exactly. What are you going for Halloween this this year, uh, Bruce? 
Uh, <laughs> myself, I think I never dress up for Halloween. It's well, I have in the past, but I'm not. I'm not invited to any Halloween parties this year. Oh, so. come out to Texas. Uh, no. <laughs> well, like people my age, they're usually in bed by that time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, no, I, it's weird. But our office is having a party. But I still, I'm not dressing up. I, as you know, like when I go to uh, shows, you know, to cons and stuff, I don't even dress up. So I'm not big into dressing up. Mm. But maybe what? I'll find something in the closet. Maybe I'll find something that. Because mm. I have like a knight in shining armor with a sword that I could put on. Dang. Oh, that's badass. Nice. Yeah. 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 Now we're talking. Uh huh. Mark, yeah, I'm show Man, me. For me I've been doing the same cosplay every year, which, in fact, when this episode is over, I'm going to be donning my Jedi robes and my Ezra Bridger mask, uh, and I put that on to kind of cover my face. And uh, we're going down to Iguana Comics because they're doing their Halloween fest. They got the free Star Wars comics for Star Wars Reads Day, nice. uh, all that stuff. They're giving away prizes and stuff. So, yeah, as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to load up. going to take Jay as Ray. Yep, that's right. She's dressed up as Ray from The Force Awakens. Uh, we even got complete with the staff and the Luke Skywalker. Skywalker lightsaber, which I shared pictures on Facebook and Instagram of her. Master Skywalker, can you help us? Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go and do that. But for me, nice. uh, what got me excited this week was I went down to Walmart and they had the six inch Black Series Mimbin Stormtrooper. Got myself that beautiful figure, beautiful cast, beautiful articulation on it. Uh, but the real score for me is a 3.75 inch line, which I, I've made no hints and qualms about it. I'm pretty much done with that line i only buy certain rare figures uh like the captain rex or the camp commander thorn and in this case i got myself one dr afra mm. and i got it for a dollar uh so i'm bruce dollar. about this riley i got it for a dollar so i was down there a while ago it was like maybe a week ago maybe four days somewhere in between and i took a picture because they had afras and there was like a dollar star wars toys you know on the tags and i was like oh so i shared it online you know hey, look at this i would have got her but then i you know i rang it up and it was 15 bucks i was like ah you know, forget that. I'm not going to do that. And then everyone's like, dude, you should have seen if they'd honor it. So I was like, I should, I should have saw if they honored it. Yeah, so I went back. Mar hang on. I want to pause and say, like, the expression on Mark's face just now is like, wait a damn second. I should have, <laughs> I could have I got, got an after for a dollar. Right? Yeah. For, for so I went back and I grabbed it and I'm just like, I'm putting it in. I'm going to try it. So I go up there and, you know, the lady rings it up and it shows up $14.97. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I got this picture here. It shows in the back that it's on sale for a dollar right now. Of course, I thought that was too good to be true. And the girls are like, well, I know right now there's a lot of uh, issues that we're having with our clearance rack where everything's coming up full price. She's all like, can you just zoom in on that real quick? And I zoom in on it. And she's like, I just got to call a manager to get the code, uh, manager's code. So I'm thinking manager's going to come down and be like, no, we're killing this. This ain't happening. We're not giving you a $15 toy for a buck. Manager comes up, doesn't even look at it, just types in her code. <laughs> like, <laughs> sweet. I get out and I'm like, I should have got two, but I didn't want to be selfish. I was already greedy. <laughs> like, I won all of yeah. the Afras. All of the Afras. Oh, she's um, glorious, man. A glorious mm. figure, though. Hmm. Even if it's five points of articulation, I can't stand that. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I've been waiting this whole segment for you to crap on the five points of articulation again. Um, so Bruce, I know about well, Halloween. I'll be, I'll be fair. She's actually looking at her. She's got more than that. Let's see. Right. Her elbows bend. Her knees. So anyway, bend, Bruce, what's uh, what's your uh, what's your Star Star Wars story? I mean, Boba's bounty. <laughs> <laughs> this is our Star Wars story. Oh geez, I figure um, while people are stealing that concept, we might as well get on that train. 
<laughs> hey, well, the thing I want to mention, uh, besides watching Star Wars Resistance, I've been trying to catch up on that. Uh, there was something I saw several people post on uh, the socials, including Mark himself. There's a new uh, fan film, Odyssey, oh, a Star yeah. Wars film. I that saw this crossed awesome. my up. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that slipped my mind. So is it, it kind of reminds me of like a Rogue One is it, short story. Is yeah. it good or is it just fan film? Have good? you seen? You haven't seen it, no, Riley? No. Is it so okay, like? So so I I shared it with Bruce last night because I I I I was like oh, I'll take the time to check this out. And I was like oh, 12 minutes ain't that long. This was the best fan film I have ever seen. Oh nice! I have ever seen. And granted, I haven't seen a lot. So you is know, it better than the one with like there. the mall versus? Um, Yes. Twi'lek yes. girl? Because that's pretty good. This one that is pretty good. This one is really good. Like the Bruce, I don't want to steal your Boba's bounty. No, 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 do it. <laughs> like the, the detail on this is what floored me. Like the costume details were great. The uh the the graphics, the special effects that they were doing with the ships coming in and stuff, it looked like Bruce said, like you were right out of Rogue One, even though it wasn't in the exact same location. They did a really good job with it. Nice. How long is it? It's twelve, 12 minutes long. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'll have to yeah. play that. I'll I'll take a uh, yeah. We'll we'll toss in a link to the um, that in the show notes, and I'll 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 give it a yeah. I'll give it a Honestly, gander. A Star Wars story. It's one of those things. Is like with fan films, often it's like the shorter the better. Like it's a good sign if it's shorter because it means they bothered to edit it. One of the because like a lot of fan films, like especially the longer ones, you you can tell like the creators fell in love with their own story, which makes sense. But it means that they're just freaking long. <laughs> so I like like the ten minute window. Mm, perfect, love it. Yeah, this is perfect. Perfect length. Uh-huh, exactly. Well, I, good goodness gracious, heavens to Murgatroyd, great balls of fire. I think that's a whole show. Is that a show, guys? Is that a show? Sure, I guess, I, I, yeah. I guess, well, yeah, well yeah. yes, all right. Okay. You know, we did talk. It's like the, the most argumentative start and anticlimactic ending to a Star Wars Report podcast. Dun-dun-dun-dun! <laughs> All right, let's get this let's get this dance party going. These guys are legitimately going ham. Mark just standing up in the background going nuts. <laughs> I'm chair dancing. I'm just bouncing up and down. This is so much fun. Hey, guys, StarWarsReport.com is where you find the show. Find all the links that we're about to talk about. But stay in touch with us during the week. And the best way to do that is through social media. We're at Star Wars Report on uh, Twitter as well as Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. Follow Star Wars Bits on Instagram for little bits of Star Wars. And uh, email us, StarWarsReport at gmail.com. You can find Mr. Mark Herlin at Illogical Rogue 2 on all social platforms. I refuse to mention the same bit on the stupid <laughs> PlayStation Network thing. <laughs> Refer to last week's episode. Bruce Gibson at Admiral underscore Rex on Twitter at just Admiral Rex on Instagram. Follow him there. It's always a good times. And of course, Bruce, you uh, all the Star Trek stuff still going on over at Trek FM? Yep, check it out live from the edge and literary tracks. Literary tracks as well, yeah, check it out. Um, I am, of course, all across social media. Best place to follow me, though, is Instagram, the Riley Guy, R I L E Y, the Riley Guy. 
Uh, and uh, I appreciate everyone who's who's uh, interacting with us on Instagram and stuff like that. It's always good times. Always check out if you're interested in the, some of the Disney stuff. Check out Mouse and Castle podcast. Um, it is available wherever you download podcasts. Uh, and please l- subscribe, rate, and review the show here if you enjoy it and want to spread the word. Uh, tell your friends about it and. Uh, just go to that com slash iTunes. It'll take you straight to it. Or if you're listening to us in the Apple Podcasts app, you can just go right in there, leave us a rating or a review. And we do really appreciate it. It makes a huge difference for the show. Um, and speaking of uh, makes a huge difference for the show, Patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That is that actually we had someone on Twitter asking us, like, what is this rogue transmissions thing you guys keep talking about? Well... It's our weekly bonus podcast that we record, usually in a pre-show or post-show, where we're just kind of BSing around, catching up in each other's lives, talking about something usually Star Wars adjacent, uh, and sometimes something a little bit more spicy or political or personal or things that aren't like necessarily fodder for the main show, but we talk about it in our Rogue Transmissions every week. You can listen there at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Star Wars Report. And you can download the Patreon app. It's a really easy way you'll list, you can listen to the content right there after you become a patron um, at the $5 a month level you can access all of our audio content right there patreon.com slash Star Wars report alright guys that's going to do it for this week's podcast until next time may the force be with you and remember many Bothans died to bring you this podcast thank you for writing Star Tours Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like we always do. Like, like you do. Um, like you, thank you very much. Like over, like over. Oh, <clears throat> oh I lost Aww. it. I lost the thing. Uh, uh. You lost it. Mm. As long as it wasn't the recording. No. Hold <laughs> on, I'm checking it because I'm paranoid. Yeah, I'm not redoing that again. Yeah, no, that's that's right. That's a solid <laughs> show. That was a solid. We were too comfortable. It's like we never missed a beat. What? What? It's like a, you mean you mean there wasn't even a moment of uncomfortable silence? We realized Mark put in a show from from April. I can't even talk about that. I was so embarrassed. Oh my god! I'm like looking at the date. Oh god! Wait a right. damn. We have to talk about this. I was searching the site. I was searching the Stars Report site to see if I could find which episode that was. I couldn't find it. You could have dated it based on that week, but yeah. I know, but I was searching by uh, Tony Gilroy's name, but it didn't bring it up. Oh yeah, it's hard to. It's hard to find sometimes, but um, where's the desktop for this thing? I need to get to this. Do this. Um, I will have. The, I will process the audio on this crap tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I don't think I'll have time today because I'm going to be getting turnt tonight. So I will not. That would be normally my window of time to be doing cool stuff. Yeah, post some pictures. Oh, uh, guys, I will be snapping you all. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce ch- check and respond to your snap more because I'm constantly sending you. St- Do you see it? I honestly don't know. Uh, I used to until I deleted the app the other day. Don't, why would you do that? I send you snaps. <laughs> All right, I'm putting it back on again. Thank you. It's, if just do it for me. Do it for me, man. Come on. It's 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 a thing. It's uh, <clears throat> I thought you broke up with me, so yeah. oh, so, so you deleted all the old texts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm not going on Snapchat. That was me and Riley's thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
You're listening to the Star Wars Report. Faster, more intense. I'm the only one that you love. All right. Like camping. I'm calling it. Actually, I'm leaving all that in this post show. That was funny. Um, All right. Now I'm stopping the recording. It's real.